0: And welcome back to episode 80 of FTK. We are back for 2024, big year. I'm your host, Joel. And I'm here with... Brett. That's, I reckon, three weeks in a row that I... Well, sorry, three episodes in a row that I've done a strange intro. (laughs) I know, but you just twist it halfway through. I'm neurotic. I just think on the fly.
1: Uh, It's 2024 and we are back partnering with Sydney Marathon to help turn it into and Abbott's World Major Marathon. Um, And we're asking the whole FDK community to get behind and with us again and make this happen and make Australian history. Um, If you run in the 2024 Sydney Marathon, you get automatic entry for when it becomes a major for either 2024, 2025 or 2026.
0: Yeah. Everyone knows how hard major marathons are to get into. So this will be a huge advantage Um, We'll be partnering with Sydney Marathon uh, in a bunch of episodes in the first half of uh, 2024 Um, and we have plenty of other cool activation stuff that we will be announcing along the way. So in FTK fashion, big things coming.
1: Very big things.
0: Um, Yeah, so we are back uh, from our holidays, long holidays. Where'd you head off to, Brett? I
1: actually went to Rottenness Island or was that before the holidays?
0: I think you went, or did you maybe come back from Roto? And we did, yeah, yeah. Well, we've already heard that one. Yeah, you're a a bloody. Um, I
1: went to the south coast of New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, and And Canberra. Canberra. What about you? Um, And Y River. I've um, been everywhere, man.
0: (laughs) 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 Did, 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 Did you? Did you? Did, okay, I want to know, did you do the I've been everywhere man as the joke or after you said I've been everywhere man, did you then? No, remember? no, I did it as the joke, but I only thought of the joke once I said everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell. Because was a slight delay, but not like. It's like I've been everywhere, man. man. <laughs> oh, geez. We we're we were um, one of our. 2024 <laughs> off to a good start. <laughs> I was going to say, FTK's twenty twenty-four. 2024. Uh, um what are they called resolution? I was going to say revolution. Twenty twenty four FTK resolution was be more professional. That's gone out the window. So <laughs> let's push that. Let's push that back to twenty twenty five. Actually, this is a funny side story. We'll, we'll I'll may as well tell while we're while we're here. Um, I was I had a session with my psych, psychologist, um, performance psych Dean Cooper, who was on the podcast last year. Has a session with him at the end of twenty twenty three, and. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. He goes, so have you thought about any like um, New Year's resolutions for 2024? And I like had a big hard think and I was like, yeah, actually Chelsea has like asked me like do I believe in them? Because I'm like real cynical and she's like, you probably don't believe in New Year's resolutions. We we have a chat and I came up with this one. I was like, yeah, no, I need to say no. Um, I need to learn to say no, Um, you know, more. And actually a little link to that, that was on the blue line. It that, was, yeah. It came out last week. With a lot of other athletes. Yeah. Resolutions. Far better athletes than me. But <laughs> I sort of, I'm more, I, I fly the media flag <laughs> in, that, in that list of athletes. Um, and yeah, my New Year's resolution, as you would have said, is, is learn to say no. I'm definitely like a yes man. Um, and, you know, you just burn yourself out. You know I've you said want,
1: this to you before as well. Like yeah. you say, you catch up with people that like you went to fucking primary school with. And I'm like, what is the
0: point? because everyone wants a little bit of me. You yeah, know, tell him yeah. no. Exactly. And that's what that was my new year's resolution. Anyway, I'm telling Dean this, he's got a smirk on his face. And I'm like, Can you see where this is going? So he goes, All oh, right, that's yeah, good, good to know, Joel. Well, um, do you remember our first session together? Um, it was like actually the end of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, and he goes, Do you remember what your new year's resolutions were? Same thing. And there was no. three things and two I'd ticked off, and the third one was saying no. <laughs> And I'd spent the entire year forgetting that that was it. And I just go, I just go, yeah, we'll like, we'll, we'll push that into 2024. And if it doesn't work, we'll push it into 2025.
1: <laughs> it's like that thing, like you, you've you like written it on your on your wall and then like you got to cross it out. Like, Fuck it, 2025 years. <laughs> it's like it was January. Exactly. He's
2: like, <laughs>
0: exactly. I thought it was quite funny. Um, before we get into training weeks, we have a heap of uh, Patreon stuff. Um, to run through. Obviously as we went on holidays over the last couple of weeks, Patron w- did go a little bit cold, but we uh, launched a Shocks headphone giveaway um, during the holiday break. So winners will be announced this week. That was uh, very funny to see everyone write in their highlight of twenty twenty three. There were some absolute pieces that I'd forgotten about. It's
1: so funny that some of the most stupid stuff we do are people's
0: yeah people's like highlights. us giving a minute silence. Oh, that like, was so funny. Yeah, for the for the non patrons out there. We started to get a little bit too arrogant, you know, because everyone was loving our Patreon co- content. And in a Live, Laugh, Love episode with Jack, Joel and Brett, we decided to do like just go silent.
1: See how and, long we go silent for. Yeah.
0: And then we're in the middle of the episode and we didn't cut that. So during people, like people are out and run, listening to us be stupid and we like went qu- quiet for like two minutes and we're all <laughs> giggling into the mice. It's like one of us is over 30, one of us is almost 30, and well, two of us are almost 30. It's like grow up. I right. know. But anyway, no, someone's highlight. Yeah, so so that person needs to grow up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grow, grow up whoever you were. Um, as well, we have, save the date reminder, 19th of Feb is the Runners Paradise live show. Um, hopefully Brett will not be stuck in rotto. As you I'll we're going to um, we're gonna have a couple of special guests lined up, and yeah, we won't be uh, won't be uh, releasing the details on that, but just save the date, nineteenth of Feb. It'll be a Runners Paradise store in Blackburn. Um, there'll be a shakeout run beforehand, and then yeah, into the live show. Um, as for Patreon, Patreon content, ooh, I forgot how to say that in the holidays. Patreon <laughs> content, um, Hot Takes Three is coming out this week. And the biggest news of all that we've been working on for well, the best part of the last four months. This is something big. This is probably the biggest patron announcement um, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Geordie. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs>
0: Geordie's stuff. on a dumpling eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, we have a, another Chasing Paris and it's... Yeah, Chasing Paris UK with professional athletes Mark Scott and Phil Sessman. So both British runners, um, both household names, I would like to think. Phil Sessman is the UK, uh, he's the, the, the doctor marathoner. He as is. They, yes. As they say. He's run 208.49 at Valencia. Um, and Mark Scott, yeah, one of the greatest just greatest uh, British runners, um, 12.57 for the 5,000 and 27.10 for the um, 10,000 and he is debuting.
1: Yeah. So both these guys trying to make make the Olympics. Oh, Phil just ran in the start of December so he's backing up pretty quick for Seville Marathon. Yeah. Um, and then Mark's coming back for London Marathon. So it's kind of it's like it's touch and go because like they have one opportunity. Yeah. Right, one shot. <laughs> <gotta seize> them. <laughs> They'll be eating mum spaghetti the night before.
0: <laughs> Vomit on the sweater. I don't right. know. Like. <laughs> Imagine for the next half an hour, we just start spitting out M M&M bars. Um, but no, this is like obviously these are you know this this is huge, and that's going to be hosted by Matt Seddon, who has his own podcast called the Sunday Podcast. It's a bit of a tongue twister, that one. It is. Um, it's quite a, quite a big podcast in the UK. I'm sure a lot of our FTK listeners will be across that one. Um, now, Riley spoke with the three of them uh, on Friday. So we're going to put out that episode uh, this week across the main network. Um, patrons will have early access as usual um but yeah riley wanted to just have a chat with the three of them um pretty much like an intro episode you know hear what they're all about get you know some background on the on the three of them and then yeah for this patron only series um will be yeah hosted by matt with mark and phil and we'll we'll lead into their races um so yeah it's gonna be gonna be interesting it's the first time we've done a you know international edition yeah um, of something on patreon but we you know we have a lot of uh FTK patrons from the UK. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be amazing.
1: Also, another cool thing, I don't don't think you mentioned this, but they're both in Kenya right now. Yes. So they've both gone to Kenya to train. So I know like we we put out Chasing Paris here in Australia, but it's just boring. Like Jen's just training in Gold Coast doing the same thing. MTC training. Yeah, so um, these guys training in Kenya, um, getting ready for some big races. It's going to be very entertaining, I think. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So if you're not
0: an FTK patron, now's the time to sign up. New Year's resolution, 2024, sign up to FTK, friend of the show. Um, yeah, last thing on that, obviously, when you, the episode does come out, um, the mic, uh, internet quality in Kenya was not the best, so the audio from Mark and Phil um, is a little bit sketchy, but we're working on that to get that better for episode two. So, yeah, I'm sure you know we're our harshest judge. We always like to have studio sounding quality, but sometimes it's not possible. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's bad, but it's just yeah. Well, like let's be not real to aware. a high standard. What, what,
0: what would you prefer? Hear Joel talk about his thirty-five minute run in beautiful audio quality, <laughs> or hear here a twelve fifty-seven five k run in bad audio quality? I don't know which one I'd be choosing. <laughs> Joel, tell us more about the thirty-five minutes. <laughs> um, let's get into some training weeks. We obviously haven't been through um, our training for quite some time. Um, do you mean to go first? I would I would like you to go
1: first. Yeah. Um, so well I guess the last thing we talked about we, I talked about in the Patreon episode is that I had a bit of a sore glute and I had a yes. scan on it and I didn't really like it is nothing and I didn't think it was anything, but it hung around annoyingly for a lot longer than I thought like I thought it would just be a week but it's pretty much uh, only really gone the last couple of days it's been probably three weeks of having it
0: um, I find it so interesting we talk all the time but like you are just you just hold that stuff so close to your chest like I'm a right now I'm an FTK listener <laughs> Really? Yeah, been, like you, you're, you're had looking at me very interestingly yeah though. because yeah. I've never heard that like sorry I, even when you to, even when you told the patrons that you had the scan um, yeah. that I, I had no idea
1: yeah well
0: and I didn't you like I suppose in fact if you sent me a message saying, Hey Joel, just letting you know my glutes still causing issues <laughs> over the last three weeks and I'm like on Christmas holiday break, I'd probably take totally this shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it's it's been annoying me because I've done some thresholds and I just feel like I lose power in my in my left leg. Um, and I thought it'd get better, then it just kinda of gone be bad again. But then uh, this this last week that I'm gonna talk about, it has been good. Um, I did my, the track session on the Tuesday, I could feel it wasn't 100%. I wasn't running. Um, it just felt a bit awkward on my left leg. But since then, it's pretty much felt close to 100%. So I think
0: I'm in the clear. So I'll get into my week. Um, I'd be If I was you and I had the glute issue, I'd be sitting on the couch a bit more normally I'm than you are I'm sitting like now. a pretzel right now. <laughs> Honestly, for the listeners at home, <laughs> Brett has wrapped his legs up eight times. It looks like a, those raspberry twist lollies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so Monday, I did... One hour, easy. Um, the Walmart Street Bridge is
0: yep. open. Is it open? It's open. Oh, what a perfect time for me to move out of Clifton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were The builder had the nail in, just waiting for yeah. the last nail in the post. So no, me, as, you, as you put
1: as you put the key in, they take that key to unlock the gate. <laughs> 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 That's why, since you live there, they haven't been
0: able to unlock the gate because you. <laughs> Because <laughs> my landlord also his second investment property <laughs> in the Walmart Street, which <laughs> oh, the twenty twenty four resolution of being more professional has gone out the window.
1: It's open, but the um still the path near Collingwood Children's Farm is closed.
0: Okay, so you can go across Walmart and then you have to go up, yeah, up the whole way and then down and then into, down. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um,
1: so it's still it's still good, but
0: yeah, some real boring listeners for thirty percent of our, I know, space yeah, but aren't Australian,
1: yeah. Um,
0: Sorry guys, it's been
1: a real hassle to our lives. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and then Monday, Arvo ran nine k because I did some strides, trying to get some speed back in my legs before the Tuesday session. Because <laughs> the week before, like when I like every session when I've been coming back from a marathon, like I just do a four hundred and I just cannot. Yeah. Run and I and so I'm like all right, I'm going to do some strides.
0: That actually got brought up in a cool down with you weren't there, so it must have either been one of the thresholds where you were away, or it was a Tuesday session when you were away. And I don't know who brought it up, but I was cooling down with someone or warming up with someone, and we brought out we were talking about tantrums at the track. Um, and we are just like, everyone was talking about times we like would phone in. The t- and your one got brought up where you were like, said to Nick, you're like, I'm fucking, I'm a marathon runner. What the fuck am I doing? 400s <laughs> or something like that. For. And then I brought up the time you fucking had a big sook at Waverly and you're like, what fucking do it? Like, you had a shocker of a session. Like I remember I was fucking almost lapping you and like I don't know what, you you just were cooked or something and you, Zatapak was like two weeks away and you were like I'm not fucking doing it and Bitters was like trying to like talk sense into you and you were like nah, you're doing like the Kyrgios like water bottle throw <laughs> yeah. like it slipped. And he's slipped. looking at me like it slipped. slipped <laughs> it slipped, slipped and then you won Zatapak by about a lap two weeks <laughs> later.
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on I do I do throw a little tantrum every now and then <laughs> I don't like when I'm not running it's well It's a bit but, out of
0: character for you, you're not really a tantrum thrower No nah.
1: um, Yeah, so we went down the track on Tuesday morning to Waverley Done my stride, so I was feeling good Feeling ready And we did Do you remember what session? I there. <laughs> oh, you weren't there
0: oh yeah we did it <laughs> the colors just drained out of your face you've looked over to me now I've got to talk some nonsense as you get Yeah, no, we
1: did we did one 1k in 250 30 seconds rest 462 yeah and then 200 meter jog and we did five six, six sets of that yeah um and yeah I felt actually felt pretty good like I was running we we're running What's
0: 250. That 8.4k main set
1: yeah quick math. 2.49 to 2.50 for all the Ks and then... Yeah, you, Clarky, Stewie, Jack? Yeah. So, Stewie would do the 400s quicker.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, he was running like 59s, I think, and then around like 55 on the last one or something. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. So, he was going... But, yeah. So, me, Clarkie and Jack pretty much trying it together. But, yeah. It felt felt like I could actually run fast and, and handle it pretty good. So, that was good. Ran 30 minutes that evening. Ran with Sarah and it was pouring rain and i literally i think i just forgot to eat on tuesday (laughs) because like i was i got halfway through this run and i was like i'm like just starting to think about what i'm i'm gonna go straight to the shop get food i was just running out of energy
0: I'm going to send you a really crawl, good, crawl at home. I'm going to send you a really good podcast I listened to recently on um, that. It's uh, it was I think it was on FTK Marathon Nutrition Special. You <laughs> reckon you can probably learn a few things <laughs> from Jess Rothwell in there. Yeah. Forgot to
1: eat. Uh, it's just, I've, literally I don't know because okay the cafe near me is closed. I usually go out and eat for most of my things my meals <laughs> and then i have in, my new year's resolution is not to do that so much yeah so it's well, like I, say, I look yeah. in the cupboard no food in there
0: <laughs> Brett and i were, talk, we're talking on uh, looking at our bank statements in and out and stuff and oh. we like working out we're like what is going on and then we realized it's like obviously you know, most people that listen to our show work, you know, nine to, f- nine to five, you have breakfast at home, dinner at home and you probably have, you know, you either take your lunch to work or you have your lunch in, in the, um, you know, out while you're at work or whatever. But our lifestyle, you know, we have breakfast at home but then it's like oh, you might have brunch after training. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you've got to have lunch then you have an Arvo snack and then you have dinner and sometimes all four of those meals are out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am... Um- even well, yesterday, like after my long run, like I was felt so cooked. I went drove straight to Coles and I spent eighteen dollars on liquids. Like which was just like <laughs> I, got, no, sorry. I got. What do you mean? I got two two Powerades, an orange juice, a, a protein chocolate shake thing, and a co- bottle of Coke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was walking around like no basket, walking around like eighteen dollars <laughs> in liquids. Oh, think about your stomach if you'd drunk all that.
1: Yeah and then I got home I was like right, I better go and eat something So I went out With uh, Jordy and Sarah To a cafe And then I felt s- Trying to eat And I felt sick Because I had so much liquid In my stomach
0: $18,000 liquid
1: <laughs> And I was like Think about mixing them as well It's like orange of- juice With with uh, milk oh. In your stomach Yeah is,
0: mil- is milk Alkaline or acidic I'm not <laughs> 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 I don't know why I asked you that It's like when Ja Rule got asked.
1: I'm wondering if you'd ask me that. It's, about Dave,
0: him? it's Dave, Dave Chappelle talking about how celebrities, um, when, you know, it's a. Get it's their opinions get, on things. Yeah, yeah, it's like when, you know. The society um, putting too much power into a, a, a celebrity's opinion. Yeah, and he does this bit on um, you know when September 11 happened. MTV cr- crossed over to Jar Rule, and yeah. he's like, uh, you know, he's like, "What the fuck are they talking to Jar Rule for?" I, said, know. I think I've got there's some. He's like, I've got some questions that Jar ja Rule can't answer. Jar Rule might not have the <laughs> answer to. It's actually one of the funniest bits. So yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's
1: not acidic though. I don't reckon just by taste. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll leave it to the experts I love this because we'll have about 50 inboxes yeah. from like milk <laughs> Uh
1: Wednesday morning I did an hour um, down to the Tannenbach along the R yep. through, uh, through Richmond pulse run that evening also mm-hmm. to the dentist that uh, uh, day Oh, that's not on Surabba. Do not have another one? Um, and then, <laughs> what,
0: the dentist? Yeah. Imagine a- adding the dentist. And oh. It's got the swim, ride, run logo. It's yeah.
1: Got a tooth logo. <laughs> My whoop actually thought I had a nap because it just like-
0: it was so relaxed.
1: No, I wasn't relaxed at all. I was like, Ten- I hate the dentist. Yeah. Um, but I think it just got us down. Did another hour on Thursday morning. Uh, I was, so I was going to do three sessions and then Nick was like, nah, like just because I had this- Saw hip. He's like, let's skip Waddle. Like last thing I need to do is some s- smash some up hills. and down hills. Yeah. So yeah, wasn't wasn't too disappointed about that. And then didn't run Thursday. elbow. Friday morning went to the tan, and did two laps threshold and. The tan. Sorry, not the tan. The, the, t- the lake. I
0: was like, damn. And you know yeah, we're a bit rusty, coming off the yeah, holiday sorry break, guys. aren't we? Yeah. Your brain's doing rotto. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, had it had a good good threshold. I averaged 259s. There you go,
0: not threshold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't it's the last. You should start by saying that. It's like, yeah, I had a really good not threshold. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um,
1: I started off and by the top of the lake, I was averaging like 256s or something like that. I was like, man, I'm on here today. And like I was feeling good. And then kind of got into the wind a little bit. So like slowed down. And came through the lap at 258. yeah. And then by the by coming around again, with probably, uh, probably 500 meters ago, I was back to 259s. And so I was like, fuck it. And I literally like sprinted the last 400 meters to get my average back down two fifty eight, and then put on struggle back to 259s. I was oh. like, fuck. <laughs> but the funny thing was so Clarkie, um, Adam Clark, who's out here, he did it the day before. And he was like, yeah, I ran 259s. And I was like, oh, I went out way too quick. I'm slowing down. And then he was like, he's like, oh, look at mine. And he pretty much ran two fifty, like nine every, every single, single one. Okay. And great. then, but then he ran like a three hundred two. And then I was like, what was he last four hundred? And he looked. It was like two forty eight pace. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we're all are the same. Everyone 20, does it. Yeah, everyone yeah. does. It. Um, Except me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're trying. But the paces is still not getting picking <laughs> <I'm> up. <laughs> doing
0: this, I'm doing this sprint, and it's to stop it like going up by twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, ran 8k that evening. Um, Saturday morning, 15.3k, 62 minutes. Ran another 7k that that afternoon. It was very hot on Saturday, yeah, wasn't it? It definitely was. And I was I was feeling it. I tried to go to bed that night. Like my apartment just gets so hot. Just these like brick apartment blocks. But I was. Like just sitting here watching TV, just sweating, going to bed, and it's just so hot. And then I've like got this fan that's like, um, like kind of the household fan, put it in my room, and it's just like the loudest thing you'll ever hear. <laughs> so I'm like, like trying to get to sleep, can't get to sleep because it's. So loud, so I turn it off. Then can't get to sleep because it's so hot, so I turn it back on. And it's just like I'm just like having a terrible night's sleep. And then the fan in the like at 2 a.m. just like makes this big bang and just so it's broken now. Like it just stopped working, but it just made this real loud noise, which scared Nelson. And Nelson's like run across my back. Oh, I've got God. two scratches in my back from him. So at 2 a.m. I'm like waking woken up so loud. Um waking up in the morning, still. Overheating from the night before and gone out to Yarra Flats, and just I was sweating before I started. And just as soon as I started,
0: (laughs) like, how many, pardon me, how many hours sleep do you reckon you got?
1: Oh, like five maybe, Ah. but like it just wasn't good sleep though, because I was just constantly waking up and like was just so uncomfortable. And I, yeah, so I start and I just knew after like 15 minutes, I'm like looking at my heart rate. And I was just like probably like 15, 20 beats higher than I usually was. And I was just struggling. Got to the hill section. So also I'm running with Sinead and Charlotte and Clarky and Garbs. Got to the hill section. It was my heart rate up one of the hills, got to 175. Jeez. Higher than it was in my threshold. Wow. And I was like, I got to the top and I was just fucked. Like I couldn't, I was struggling to keep up. Like, and I was like, all right. I need to just nurse myself home right now. So I just said, right, I'm just jogging home, guys. Jogged back. I took the shortcut back as well uh, at the bottom of the hills. And, but it was like, I was running. So I dropped my pace there from running like kind of 350s back to like 415s, 420s. My heart rate was still high. Yeah, wow. And like, I was, just, I saw Sarah, I was running with her. I was, all I wanted to do was like stop and walk home. But anyway. Ah, yeah. Must have been cooked. Just I was cooked. Not- yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, it was just, not good. And Rambo's then I was
0: listening to this going, You're in the fucking oven. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um did like thirty K, still four oh two average. Um where my last 30 minutes was pretty easy. Well not easy, slow. And then yeah, so we went and spent eighteen dollars on liquids. <laughs> <laughs> then couldn't uh, eat lunch that day. Yeah, couldn't eat lunch. And then and it threw me off because then I couldn't eat lunch. But then at like four o'clock, I'm like, I need to eat, yeah. Summon. So I made like a, a toasty and then eat that. that you and dinner. then like Jordy's cooking me dinner, and then so like, but I ate all the dinner. Anyway, what did you, 100- cook you out
0: Fish pie?
1: No, nah, sausage pasta.
2: Mm.
1: It was pretty good though. Was it? it was pretty
0: yeah. Good mm.
1: on you, I'll give it to him. 166 k for the week. Yeah. Um, heading to Falls Creek on Thursday for three weeks.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Sick.
1: So I feel like I'm going. Better again, which is good.
0: Yeah, and the body's in better shape.
1: Yeah, body feels good. Like, running this morning, like, didn't even, f- like, think about my hamstring or, or, or glute, so it's good.
0: I think it's funny, I've... You- Talked about the it's obviously not a localized area because you've mentioned three separate body parts as the same injury. Uh, you yeah. Said hamstring, you said glute, and you said hip earlier. Which one is it,
1: mate? Yeah. Well, what the actual thing is is that I have a little tear in like a really deep rotator muscle in my glute. Yeah. And then I feel like that just makes either things go into spasm or things not fire properly. Yeah. And then I, what happens? I feel like my hammy just is overworking. So it feels shit.
0: Yeah. Fair
1: enough. How have you been?
0: Uh, yeah, been better definitely. Um, so yeah, had some good training in the break. Um, you know, between Christmas and New Year, things were starting to click, and yeah, it was in, it was getting definitely getting fitter, improving each week. Um, in a couple of couple of okay sessions at Waverley and some some good thresholds. Um, and then. On, a, so yeah. To explain my week, I need to sort of start it from uh, the Sunday before. Yeah. So, I had yeah, a good week of training between Christmas and New Year, and then New Year's Eve is that Sunday, right? That long run we did. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm just been running ninety minutes, um, and I messaged you and Jack, uh, and I said, "What do you guys got?" He said, "I've got two hours at Yarra Flats." I'm like, "Perfect." I'm going to come and do uh, ninety minutes with you guys at Yarra Flats. Now, one of the most silly things you can do is meet a group of four marathoners or, you know, people that are really fucking fast 30 minutes into their long run. So, yeah, but I was anyway. thinking
1: about this. Why didn't... What we should have done is it's done the you started with us and yeah. we've gone just on the loop and then we did the uh, shit part for the last 30 minutes for us. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because
1: then you can warm up with us at yes, least.
0: exactly. Yeah, so any, look... Anyway, I woke up Sunday morning. Um, I've had some, yeah, I've had some stuff going on um, health-wise, which I will eventually explain to the podcast. I just sort of can't be bothered right now, um, and yeah, it's I, when I'm ready to talk about it, I will, and it sort of will all make sense eventually. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I woke up Sunday morning with a really inflamed. Um, what are they called? Lymph node. Lymph node under my right armpit. And, you know, just yet yeah, woke up Sunday morning and it was just like so sore. And I was like, what the fuck? And I had a bit of like a f- sort of fever dreams that night. Um, and I just sort of, yeah, woke up. I didn't feel great. And I was supposed to be going away camping with Chelsea um, over New- that, like leaving that Sunday night and then, Mon- and then Monday night coming back Tuesday. So um, I woke up and I was like, I just searched swollen lymph node, you know, did the typical Joel <laughs> Google <laughs> search. Swallow. But what would you do? If you woke up with something like real pain under your armpit, would you search it? Or would you just go, mm, I, I wouldn't even think about what that is. Like, it was really sore and I was touching it and it was this lump and it was really sore. But it's like yeah, Saturday I would night. maybe
1: search it. But then if I would see what it could be, then I'll be like trying to search for other things that could be as well. Yeah, gotcha. And try to be like. Yeah.
0: Well, obviously it said, yeah, there were like things like and that. And then
1: I'd convince myself, I just, I'm like, oh, fuck, I remember Nelson headbutting me there. That's
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, it pretty much just said it's the number one um like a sign that your body is fighting an infection, whether it's viral or or, um, bacterial. And I was like, oh, fantastic. Anyway, so I went out to my, my run, I met you guys. And to be honest, I actually felt like we started off, I didn't even look at my watch, we're all chatting and stuff. And I get like... 20 minutes in mind you i've been running this the, you know since coming back from this injury i've been doing all my jogs at like 420 to 430 just really cruisy and stuff and we get like 30 minutes in i look down i'm at 348 average <laughs> and i was just like oh boy um but my heart rate was like it was managing it and i was like looking it was like only it was sitting at like 130 135 so that's still like it's a, you know usually i jog at like 120 but it's like okay it's still in that aerobic zone and then we go up over the hill loop and stuff. And, yeah, my hip, we were doing heart rate checks and I was sort of like 10 beats higher than you and Jack mm. over all the hills. I was getting to like, you know, 155 to 160. And then sort of once it was there and I was, yeah, I was just getting over it. Um, and then we, you know, we came back past the toilet block and I just said, I go, look, I've, I'm, I'm, my arm's sore. I'm Obviously, you know, something's not right. I'm just backing off. And Jack came backed off with me. But the funny thing is I backed off to like 4-minute Ks. So it's still way quicker than I would usually run. I don't remember you guys dropping off you know, remember yeah we finished like 100 200 meters behind oh him. really yeah we went with you for the last like 20 minutes from the toilets oh. um, so then yeah we just dropped back and you know jack was doing the jack's like oh yeah i'll just go with you i'll just go with you and i'm like hey someone else feeling a bit tired <laughs> yeah you know, it's that excuse like i'll keep you company. i'm like no i'm fine jack <laughs> <end." laughs> um, so yeah anyway got home and felt like yeah pretty exhausted eight and all that went had a nap um, did some you know coaching work, and then we were leaving to go away camping in the in the ra- rainforest. Um, in the what's it called, Hoddles Creek? It's called out the back of like past Emerald and stuff. Our past like Puffing Billy. Um, and so yeah, went away camping for for two days over New Year's. Um, woke up Monday morning, did a run. Yeah, again, felt like had a bit of a headache and stuff, but nothing like t- too bad. I was like, I'll be fine. Um, and then came back Tuesday, and I was like so tired as if I'd hiked not only Mount Everest, but also K2. Oh, like <laughs> done Mount Everest got down to the bottom, then done K2 and then flown over to Africa and done Kilimanjaro backwards. <laughs> That's what I felt like. And we're sitting at, sitting at <laughs> you You're going to do Kilimanjaro backwards. As in, like I walked up it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> So, what do you, you mean? Oh,
1: you mean side of the top went to the bottom went back
0: up? No, I meant the physical, like a moonwalk <laughs> with Michael Jackson up Man, Kevin <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, I reckon 10% of our listeners will find that funny. the 90%, or, 90% <laughs> will disconnect. <laughs> well, those 10% who are still with us carry on keep going <laughs> let's choose your adventure and then have chosen to stay on let me take you away <laughs> um, I forgot what I was talking about <laughs> no you just cooked after you'd oh, so be so, so so cooked and Tuesday I was exhausted um, no wonder. Huh? No wonder. Yeah, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> After all that mountain climbing, <laughs> um, No, honestly, the camping was just so relaxing. We just like sat around the fire. Um, you know, Chelsea and I said on New Year's Day, it was such a relaxing way to bring in the new year. The main, um, it was what I needed. I felt like burnt out, and it was like the, the main task for the day was. And you know what it's like being like a slight pyro and like a bit of a <laughs> we found this huge stump, and the fire was like a hundred meters away, and I'm like. I, don't care. I know there's forest everywhere that we can get like old wood, but that stump, I've, once I've looked at it, that stump needs to be burned to the ground. <laughs> so Chelsea and I picked up this stump, dragged it 20 meters, and then the whole day became about burning the stump. So it was like trying to like keep the st- and burn all the way. So, so yeah. it was like it would have gone for like 12 hours, a big roaring fire. So it was very relaxing of what I needed. But obviously but still too much for my body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so gets Tuesday night. Um, we're out for dinner. We just went and got a fur got a in Victoria Street on the way back and we're trying to do the quiz. And Chelsea's like, are you even interested in this? Like you're so tired. Your eyes are like, like you're falling asleep at the table. And I was like, yeah, let's just go back. Went back, went to bed, went, went to sleep that night and woke up in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m. with like fucked throat and like fever. And I was just like, oh, here we go. And I like was like i think my tonsils are cooked so i went did the old iphone torch check of the tonsils I'm all fucked. and i was you know supposed to ha- be moving house on the next day um because yeah the clifton hill house is all was all done so it was moving out of uh supposed to be moving out like wednesday thursday friday um and to, if, and, and saturday of clifton hill need four days because it's just you know how bad moving is. All the it listeners. its like one of the worst. You know, I was I remember telling people like you know, be at the pub or something, or a cafe with a friend that the that Christmas sort of time, and people going, oh, "What are you doing after New Year's and the break?" I'm like, "I have to move house," and everyone's like, "I literally don't wish that on my worst." Day. Yeah, and I
1: just feel like such a bad time as well. Such
0: a bad time. So anyway. Wednesday morning, woke up, I was cooked. I had physio planned with Carol, um, had a run, you know, gym, had all like my week planned because my news resolution is to be more organized. I had my weekly planner and I'd like to have done it all. Um, and that, to be honest, made it more of a blow that I would planned the week. And <laughs> yeah. I went to the doctor and he goes, yeah, bad uh, bacterial tonsillitis. You're going to be cooked his antibiotics, go home and rest. So I actually went to Box Hill because there's nobody at home in Clifton Hill. I was like, I need mummy and daddy to look after me. <laughs> so I went to Box Hill, um, which is where I'm going to be staying um, for the next while um, and, yeah, had at least had dinners and stuff cooked for me but I did not get out of bed for three days. So I just like the, the three days I was supposed to be moving house, and I was just bedridden, um, couldn't do it. <laughs> so anything. the other note that you've got next to me, like twenty twenty four, be my year. You've crossed out
1: twenty twenty five, will be my year. Genuinely, it was like
0: literally, literally yeah. No, I've, I've decided that um, you know, how there's like you know Chinese New Year's, you know, later. Yeah, yeah. It's like Joel New Year's, like ja, ja, like starts from when I get to Falls Creek. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously really shit, but you know you have to try and try and stay positive. Um, So running wise, didn't run from Monday until uh, Sunday morning. So yeah, had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, most of Friday in bed. Friday night did a little bit of trying to do some organizing, but yeah, again, it was so cooked. By Saturday, the antibiotics were feeling pretty good. So then pretty much all day Saturday was like 12 hours of moving and organizing and then Sunday woke up. You know, I was, and then I'm cooked from obviously I'm on antibiotics, and then also I've got to move house, so it's just the worst mm. timing for training. Um, but you know, what do you got to do? What, what can you do? Um, so Sunday morning, woke up, tried to get my body, my body just felt cooked. So I did like all that prehab and stuff and went out for a run. And I was like, gonna do, I was like, let's just do 30 minutes, get that done. And like 15 10 minutes in, I was like exhausted, and I'm like, I haven't run for six days, I'm feeling fucked. I'm like, okay, I don't want to go further back. I'm just gonna run thirty. Uh, I'm just gonna run to five k. So yeah, did a U turn, ran five k, and then pretty much you know had to shower, get ready, and then just go straight back to Clifton Hill <laughs> and start moving stuff. So super not ideal. Two uh, like forty minute runs for this week. Um, but I'm hoping yeah I'm gonna jog the first half of this week and then aim to do threshold on Friday. Um, but obviously yeah. I'm already like I'm feeling pretty pretty good now. It's just it's almost like the sickness is gone, but then you just feel a bit off with antibiotics. Yeah, got to do it for days. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's um yeah antibiotics suck. Antibiotics suck
1: and yeah. So um it's well I guess you just like you got Falls Creek coming up.
0: So I think the aim should be to be back going right again by then. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be solo training at falls for a lot but that's okay. It's more the the thing I really want to get out of falls creek um, which is is getting on back onto like a professional athlete routine. You know, yeah. I feel like I've just been a bit you know, we've just been off. Um, you know, obviously moving house and like you know, you have a, have had plenty of other stuff going on which I'll get get into at some point in the podcast. Um but yeah, I will yeah, that's that's sort of my aim. Get back into that professional athlete environment. You know, running at the same time, doing the gym at the same time, and just getting back into that routine. Which then, when I get back from Falls Creek, it's so much easier to stay. Yeah, at. definitely. Um. So yeah, that's definitely like what I'm looking forward to. Um. But yeah, if I like look back at 2023, I know we did that like athlete recap. Obviously, like a year running wise for me, it was fucking dog shit. Um. But plenty of other positives. You know, like yeah. So. Yeah. Have you
1: done a weekly planner for this week?
0: I have not yet. Yeah. I just have just spent the entire weekend moving, so um, I'm sort of yeah, give myself a need a breather. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, mate, I can't we plan do. until I until I'm like okay, it would be literally every single day would be twelve hours dedicated to moving and packing. And be the weekly planner. <laughs>
1: do you remember the last time you moved there and just like yeah, I spent the last three days like setting up my room and like I was like go home I'm like what the fuck have you done like, <laughs> you have set your bed up made your bed and put your decks in like, it's like and put your perfume bottles
0: like exactly like uh, not like me to get never let the truth get in the way the story. I fucking did a full 20 minute ramble then and only like four percent of it was true um anyway Yeah, hopefully next week will be better. So now we are going into an interview with Izzy Bat-Doyle that Riley did uh, a couple of weeks ago. So this went out early access to the patrons. So if you're a patron, you can skip through or you can listen for the second time.
2: Enjoy. Hey, what's up? This is Riley and I'm here today with a special interview. One of our favorite distance runners here at FTK. I'm joined by Izzy Bat-Doyle. Izzy, how are you?
3: Thanks, Riley. I'm honoured to be back on. I'm well, thank you.
2: Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been- and I was thinking- today I was out for my run and I was thinking, like, I don't- I haven't spoken to you properly in, I don't know, forever. Like, apart from, like, little Instagram chats or whatever, like, i yeah. had a good conversation about running with you for ages.
3: No, I saw you briefly at the run house, I think, after the cross-country last year or this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't really had a chance to catch up, so it would be good to debrief.
2: Uh, and you've had a bit on.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. I have. <laughs> um,
2: I was, uh, for any of our listeners who listen to Hot Takes, Elise and I were on that a couple of weeks ago talking about, you know, big sort of Australian performances or, or sort of our favourite Australian athletes of the year. And we're talking about like, you know, who was sort of most impressive. And it got me thinking about your year. So, just to just to really briefly recap it three marathons in 2023, four marathon, uh, sorry, uh, three marathons, four half marathons, a couple of other races in there, a couple of other road races, a couple of training camps. Uh, and it's four marathons in about 15 months if you include Melbourne
3: 2022. Yeah.
2: yep, yeah, You're right. I packed it in, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's. Was was that going into 2023, I mean, yeah, you, you ran 228 in Melbourne, October 2022, which I think we all thought that was a good run and a good sort of um, a good crack at the marathon. Melbourne's not a fast course, all that sort of stuff. But coming into 2023, was that always the plan to just hit Nagoya? Budapest, obviously, like, you're big on representing your country, but was it, was this kind of planned out at the start of the year or were you just taking opportunities as they came?
3: Yeah, it's interesting to reflect back on now because um, I think after Com Games, like, I was still very much focused on the track and it was kind of that marathon um, kind of opportunity popped up, I guess. And um, after it going, you know, I felt like Melbourne went really well and I enjoyed it so much and had a lot of fun out there and really felt like I'd just kind of scratched the surface of what I could do. And so that left me wanting to try again. And when Nagoya was an opportunity, um, I kind of thought, you know, it was a good opportunity just to go in and give it a crack. And, uh, I don't know that we necessarily, I, I started out the year being like, this is a marathon year, but I, I was willing to kind of just focus on seeing how I could improve that and just take it one step at a time. Um, and yeah, the year kind of just unfolded how it did. Now looking back at it, it's kind of like, it's, it's funny to look back on the races and see, Um, You know, pretty much no track. I did one track race with the 3K in Japan that was just kind of to get (laughs) some frequent flyer points and get the gold status um, for Qantas. But yeah, I I think I knew that I was going to have a crack at the marathon this year and just see what I could do. Um, Didn't think I'd necessarily get on the World Champs team just with the depth that we have but was fortunate to do so. Um, I think I just started the year being, I guess, open to opportunities coming my way and just trusting um, Nick, my coach, and and knowing that he would kind of put me in the best position for what would be good for my long-term career. So, yeah, it was a bit of a kind of unknown, I guess.
2: And if we, you know, the three marathons you've raced this year have all been very different marathons. <laughs> Nagoya, yeah. early in the year. It was it was definitely an advancement on Melbourne. Even, not not even, much.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even
2: just on raw time, not much, but it yeah. still was. And, and I think you probably did it a little bit tougher, but there's nothing wrong with that. I think you learn a lot from that. Budapest, obviously, um, pretty tough conditions and a a championship style race. But Valencia, incredible 223. Um, Is that. Did you think you'd be running a 223 marathon this year? No,
3: absolutely not. Um, I think it was one of the one of the times in terms of state records. I've got the SA state records um, in the 3K, 5K a half marathon and and now the marathon. Um, But the marathon I thought was one that was never, I was never going to crack because it was 223.50 or something. And it just seemed so out of reach. Um, And for me, you know, I really thought I could run 225, 226 earlier in the year um, before Nagoya. And I probably just was getting a little bit too ahead of myself, Um, you know, just based on running 228 in Melbourne, I thought flat course, Japan, um, more training, better, you know, having more experience. Oh yeah, I can run 226 and, I ended up, um, it just being a challenging race and I I still kind of ran well based on the people around me in the race, but it was a warmer day. I was alone for the last, last 13 Ks and I probably bit off more than I could chew with doing, um, well, cross country three weeks before and, and just not having the most, um, I guess, smooth preparation going into that event. Um, but it definitely humbled me in the sense that it showed me that the marathon you really have to respect and, um, even though, you know, you're right, it was an improvement that it was only 16 seconds on paper, but it was a lot harder race. Um, and I think I got a lot more out of it in terms of the experience and, and learning to go forward. Um, but, yeah, I didn't think 2.23 was going to be on the cards this year. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool to see so many of us doing that now. And I think the last couple of months before Valencia, you know, we're seeing women at uh, Berlin and at Chicago Um, But I would probably liken myself to being, you know, around the same level. Seeing them run those times definitely made me think it was maybe it was possible. Maybe that 224 was possible. But, you know, until you actually do it, it's pretty it's pretty hard to to imagine.
2: Well, that's the funny thing, right? (laughs) Pardon me. Not only are you seeing other women run incredible times and that kind Mm -hmm. of that unlocks a bit of confidence. And well, maybe I could do that, too. Now you've gone to Valencia and done the same thing. So now the confidence is kind of not from seeing other women do it, it's from mm-hmm. seeing yourself do it. Right. So. Yeah, definitely. That must, that must. And I know, you know, obviously uh, the elephant in the room is that, you're, you know, you're 12 seconds behind Lisa in terms of that, that Olympic time. Yeah. Right. But you must have huge confidence in what you can achieve in 2024 based off the sort of Valencia unlock
3: definitely yeah i think for me um you know probably during most of the year i felt like 2023 was almost a bit of a average year for me i didn't feel like i was performing um how i wanted to or to the potential that i thought i had um but when i look back on everything i've achieved i've crammed a lot in and i've represented australia you know three times in three different disciplines i guess you could say Mm. um and you know i've run pbs across a number of distances um but, yeah, at the time before kind of doing Valencia, I don't think I would have been super satisfied with the year. Um, I had to have some, you know, interruptions to getting sick um, in June, July, getting the flu, missing Longestin, um kind of going into Gold Coast half, being a little a little sick and, you know, just kind of felt like I kept getting to races, not being quite um, where I wanted to be. And Budapest was very disappointing for me because, I obviously, when you represent your country, you want to be, um, you know, all cylinders firing. But I still definitely someone that relishes in any opportunity to represent Australia and, and doesn't take it for granted. So it was still definitely um, a great experience. And I think I walked away from Budapest with a lot of things kind of going wrong um, in the lead up and on the day for me, but um, learning so much. And, you know, with a marathon, you just you take away so much more from probably the, the harder days than even the good days. And so I walked away from that one probably for the first 24 hours thinking I never want to run another marathon. Marathons are so (laughs) terrible. Like, um, but then it wasn't very long, that I was like, no, I know what I'm capable of and I want to, I want to do another one this year so that I can, you know, show myself, um, what, what I can do because I knew that it was there. It just unfortunately hadn't, hadn't lined up very well. So yeah, I am really pleased with it, but yeah, the elephant in the room, obviously. And, I have to have this conversation with a lot of people who just um, assume that I'm all locked in now, that i have run the qualifying time. It's like, you know, I'm I'm sitting in fourth, I'm 12 seconds behind. Um, and in, um, in the marathon, that's not much at all, but, um, all I can do is just know that I gave it my best shot, um, in that race and ran to my, my best ability on that day. And, um, know that I've got a lot more in me, um, in, in the years to come for sure. And I feel like, yeah, I I feel, I feel like I, I am so young, like 28, um, you know, in the marathon, I feel like there's so much more room to keep improving. Um, but on the same page, I also am aware that I'm just really happy to have run the time that I've run. And, you know, maybe it will take me a little bit, bit more time to crack that faster. Um, you never know what's going to happen in life. But yeah, I'm I'm just really happy with putting putting together a performance that I feel like represents, um, you know, who I am and what I've kind of put in the work behind the scenes.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think that that must be really satisfying. Um, it also a really great lesson in kind of perseverance there as well. Like if you had of, you know, after Budapest, if you had have said, uh, you know, I don't want to run another marathon. I want to go back to the track mm. or whatever else. Like maybe you maybe you don't ever come back to the marathon and maybe you never get to run that 223. And I think it's a really good lesson in just like persevering and being patient and. You've done this huge body of work in 2023 and we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a moment. But, you know, sometimes you just got to you just never know when that breakthrough is about to come. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's talk a bit about training. I think in the lead up to Valencia or, or, you know, around sort of October, November. I don't know how it came about, but over the course of like three or four weeks, I just kept hearing from people like. (laughs) Have you seen Izzy Bat Doyle's running 200Ks a week? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And then we had our uh, Chasing Paris series with Jen and Annie Buchanan, and then we were talking about you running 200K weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk me through it. Is that something that you had kind of planned to do or was it just a case of you feeling good, you get rolling, you want to try and sort of elevate that base a bit? What was the sort of thinking behind that?
3: Um, I guess for me, like going into my first marathon, like I didn't change too much just because I had such a short preparation. It was only really six weeks including the taper. So like so I could get all that much in, I think I probably maxed out at like one seventy um Ks a week. Um and probably the average was more like one fifty to one sixty. Um and then again for Nagoya, like I had World Cross and I had a half marathon, and I had other things on and I had a longer build, but it was still I didn't really reach that peak kind of volume but Maybe I would have if I didn't have anything else on. Um, And then just with getting sick and um, travel and other stuff, I didn't really get, um, I probably was, you know, 150, 160 um, for Budapest. And then I'm not sure, it wasn't necessarily like a pre-planned thing, but when I got to um, Font-Remo, where I was going to be training for a substantial amount of my time before Valencia, I just kind of decided to drop my cross-running. Um, and, you know, maybe not do as much heavy strength or whatever and just really focus on volume. Um, and I guess I was willing to try that because I was seeing more people doing it. Um, you know, I've been talking to Charlotte Purdue who was running 210Ks a week before Berlin, before her PB. And um, I was trying another Spanish girl, Marta, who was 220Ks a week, another French girl. And um, I guess for me on a training camp, my life gets much more simple um, as it would for anyone. You know, you don't have family commitments or social things on you don't have uh, for me i don't have coaching at 6 30 in the morning or uh, i'm not running mm-hmm. around the shop working so i just have a lot more recovery time and i feel like the training wasn't harder and the like the training volume wasn't wasn't harder it was just taking out the other stuff and being able to recover between sessions um i just seemed to handle it well so actually the first week i didn't mean to hit 200ks i I just had done a few extra k's here and there with people for doubles or whatever it was, longer warm down, and I I realized on my long run that I was going to hit it, and then when I got back it was like 204, and I was like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> but it's one of those things. It's it's like a barrier, right? Like 200 k's is like, and then once I did that, I was like, oh well, it's not really that hard. I'm like, well, may as well try and do it again. <laughs> so actually, once I'd done it, I was like, okay, I can get I can get three more weeks of big volume in, and then I'm gonna have to dip down for this 15k race, and then my taper. So it was still only like a short period, only three weeks of being at that really mm. high volume. Um, and I know a lot of people like Charlotte probably sit there for months. Um, but I think the interesting thing with me is that I share my training so people mm. are seeing it, whereas, you know, a lot of other people are doing this sort of training, but maybe they're not sharing it as much.
2: Yeah, that's um, that's a that's a good call out, actually, for our <laughs> listeners. If any of our listeners are not following Izzy on Strava, yeah. you're, you're a great Strava follower.
3: Yeah, okay. I was actually really worried because on Tuesday I got a new watch and Oh my like, god, that was I, that
2: was a saga easy following that.
3: Yeah, I know. because I couldn't I couldn't lap. I went to my <laughs> second rep and I couldn't the lap button wasn't on. I was like, oh my God. So then I had to like save it and I was freaking out. But anyway, I was more worried about the fact that I had six Java uploads that day.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which we um, hate. <laughs> which we do yeah, we don't love Um I wanna talk about training camps a little bit because you did spend you did spend an an extended amount of time in camps this year. But we'll talk we'll talk about that in a moment when we get into 2024 stuff, because I'm keen to hear if you're going to do a bit more of that. But before we move on to 2024 uh, and maybe I know the answer to this, but. What are you most proud of about this year? Is it is it something like, hey, I ran 223 at Valencia and it's as linear and as simple as that, or is it that like hey, I'm really proud that, you know, shit, things weren't going my way and I represented Mm -hmm. my country three times and I persisted after an average marathon in Budapest and I did this. Or is it that I applied myself this way or I learned this about myself? Like, is there something that you know, we we, we just passed Christmas. I'm sure you were sitting around the the table with family on Christmas Day and maybe reflecting on the year. Is there something that you're like really proud of about this year?
3: Oh, that's such a good question. And I think that um, there's a few things, but I think probably the biggest one is um, it was really hard staying overseas for four months. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Like, it was really hard. And um, that was a challenging decision to make. Um, but I'm really proud that I made that decision and that I put myself and my running and like kind of what I n- knew I needed out of my out of my, myself to get the goals I wanted um, or even necessarily what was comfortable. I wanted to come home. Um, I I really wanted to come home and I, you know, I was trying to talk myself out of staying overseas, but I knew deep down that, um, and it was Nick who wanted me to do it, who thought it made the most sense with already being there. If I wanted to do World Mm. um, road half October 2nd, why would you go home back to Australia and come back within seven weeks? um, You should just stay. But, you know, I'm in a long, I've got a long-term partner, got a business, got family, um, you know, training in the winter, it it was just a challenge and there were, there were tough days for sure. But, um, I think when I had my result in Valencia, I was really proud of that because I'd, I'd proved to myself that, you know, the commitment was worth it. And, um, some of the, you know, the challenging, challenging times I went through, you know, were were worth it. So definitely, yeah, I think making that decision, um, stay overseas. I'm kind of proud of that, that doing that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because probably to the average, running fan, we see that you're like spending all these times mm-hmm. in camps yeah. and, and traveling around Europe or wherever, yeah. and it's like, wow, you know, I know it's not a glamorous life, but it's like, shit, that must be kind of cool. But also, Definitely. Yeah, yeah, when you when you think about it, you are you have you have a lot that ties you to Adelaide. Mm-hmm. I know you very you love you love Adelaide, like you're very mm-hmm. proud about where you're from. And obviously you've got partner and businesses and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's probably one of those things that we don't really think about how difficult that yeah. must be.
3: I think often people like, you know, look at um, Instagram or look at your life and go like, oh, it's amazing, like all this travelling. And it definitely <laughs> is. And don't get me wrong, don't, I don't take it for granted. I think it's incredible. Um, but also I think people are assuming that someone's paying for it, like I'm <laughs> paying for it. <laughs> like, yes, I'm supported by ASICs and, um, you know, I, I had a really great training camp where the accommodation was free in Font as an athletics athlete. And I just had to kind of get myself there and pay for my, you know, make my own food and look after myself. But it's a big cost, um, to be away for that mm-hmm. long, supporting yourself overseas. Um, when I'm at home, I don't have as many expenses. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but it, it can look very glamorous and fun on, um, when you're just putting the highlights up. But, um, yeah, there's a bit more that goes into it for sure. Uh,
2: now, Let's talk a little bit about 2024, if we can. Yeah. Have you- I'm I'm curious, before we talk about what you're doing early in 2024 in terms of specific races, if you're going to tell us that, I want to- I'd love to know if you- how much of the year have you planned out and what's your process for kind of planning that out? Like, who's involved in that sort of decision making process with you? What are you sort of looking at when you're figuring out what you want to do, let's say, in the first quarter of 2024?
3: Mm. Well, I think obviously, like um, you know, any athlete um, at any any level. But at my level, is targeting the Olympics, and I want to get there, um, regardless of what event that's in. So um, I'm going to do a training camp in Falls Creek. Um, I think when I was away, I thought, no way, do I want to go straight home, straight into another <laughs> training camp. But I actually got home, and as much as I love it, I just realised that I actually can't train and be. Um, at the level I kind of need to be mm. um, when I am juggling the other things at home. So um, it's been really nice to be home, but I think I need to get um, back to a training camp to prepare best for the track season. So I'm going to spend a month at Falls Creek from middle of January to the middle of February, yeah. which is going to be really fun. Um, looking will, we, to that. Will, we,
2: will we see you at Murray Plant, mate?
3: Yes, I will be doing the 5K at Murray Plant. Yeah. Great. So I haven't run on the track in a 5K since Com Games, which will be – Fun! I've got some new spikes and I'm ready to give them <laughs> a twist I run around the track. So, yeah, it'll be fun to, to get back on the track. And I had a lot of FOMO last year actually watching the uh, meets like Moripont mm-hmm. because I felt like last year was um, a really big boost in the um, athletics kind of domestic season and how the races were and, um, you know, the support from the crowd and just, um, yeah, h- how it all looked. Looked amazing, and as I said, I did that one track race, was the three k in Japan, but I didn't run anything domestically. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to start the season off with a five k at Murray Plant. Um, I think it'll be fast. I know that um, mm. there's a lot of the NTC girls doing it. Nick's kind of throwing us all in it, so that's that's good to know that it's you know we're all kind of going to go for it. Um, and then we do have a home nationals in Adelaide this year, yeah. which um, when that was kind of discussed a couple of years ago, I was thinking, oh the bummer I probably won't be running uh, because of um you know transitioning to the marathon but I think you'll see me there. So that's kind of honestly like I've got no real other plans other than that. I assume I'll probably go overseas um, you know, in May sometime and and find some races um <clears throat> overseas. But to be honest, like i I really trust my manager and coach Nick and I just kind of know that he wants the best for me. Um, and so, I kind of leave that all in his hands and just- mm-hmm. I just kind of- I just kind of say, you sort it out and I'll run. <laughs> so, pretty much only really got Murray Plant locked in um, and I assume- I assume Nationals in April.
2: So, uh, I want to just talk a little bit more about the marathon for 2024 because- so, so, currently, as we say, ranked on time alone, you're the fourth ranked Australian. You are- You do have the qualifying time, but you're the fourth ranked mm-hmm. Australian. Um, That's not to say that you wouldn't get picked the way that AA do it. Obviously, there's kind of a a discretionary in in air quotes in terms of they'll evaluate everyone who's got the time and look through. And, and, you know, obviously they've got to consider like fitness and all that Mm -hmm. sort of shit. So. So there is a a, there is a potential that you could be selected for the marathon as it stands right now. But are you are you are you considering running another marathon in the first half of 2024 or is it kind of. Let's let's do the domestic track season and see if there's a you know potential to qualify for Paris through track season, and then make a decision. Have you kind mm. of thought about that?
3: I actually don't even know when the marathon team like, selection. I should assume it's April or thereabouts. Um, so I guess we'll know then kind of uh, what the selection mm. um, has how ha- what's happened there. Um, but I feel like I've thrown my hat in the ring and I've given myself um, you know a good. Um, a good shot at it, um, but um, now it's up to the selection kind of process to take its place. And, um, yeah, as you said, like, it's a very long selection period. have got people who, um, you know, run at times of different different periods of time and, you know, injuries or sickness, you never know what happens. Mm. So I'm still definitely not counting myself out, but um, I'm going to kind of uh, push on with the other other opportunities. And yeah, I'm, I always, no matter how Valencia went, Nick always um, wanted us to go into a track season afterwards. And one thing I love about training, how Nick trains is that every Tuesday, no matter what you're building up for, you're doing a track session or a track session of some sort. Um, You know, if you don't have a track nearby, which sometimes I don't, it's a, it's a bit of a different session, but we're always running five to 10 K pace on Tuesday, and I never feel like I'm not within um, reach of my 5K PB or my mm. 10K PV. Um, so I love that about his training. And I think that he understands also that you can't, you can, but maybe you shouldn't um, just push on with marathon training all year round. So it's good to have those kind of like blocks. And we've done a really big marathon block. And I don't think it would be um, beneficial to just jump into another marathon block. Mm. I feel like that would not actually set me up to run the best. Later in the year um, for me. So, um, regardless of the outcome, um, I was always kind of committed to doing a bit of a track season, at least for the first part of the domestic season. Um, and then, yeah, just really working on like 5K speed. And um, I feel like that really helps you in the marathon. So, you kind of all feel like it ties in together. And it's one of those things I love to plan. I'd love to know, you know, my whole year <laughs> plan out ahead. But the more I've gone in the sport, I've understood that like you just can't really. Like you can have a rough idea or a rough goal, but so many factors can change. So I'm just trying to work on like, you know, one race at a time, like every kind of maybe three months at a time. Um, and then just being kind of like comfortable with, um, seeing what plays out.
2: It's a good point you make. (laughs) And I, I was at MTC training a couple of days ago and just like talking shit with Nick and Collis for a while. And and I go and do that sort of once a month or once every six weeks. And, uh, it's always good because you, you you just pick up little nuggets from Nick, mm. you know, and 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 a lot of the stuff recently that we've been chatting about is like the type of training that marathoners do, right? And and one mm. of the things, and and the great thing I love about Nick is if you, you ask a question, you get an answer, and he has an opinion, and yeah. you know, he'll he'll talk about people who just marathon train all year, and he'll say like you you can't do that, like you mm. know, for for guys if you want to be running two hundred six two hundred seven, you have to have Good ten k yeah. speed and good five k speed, and he he says he sees a lot of um, marathoners who just go marathon after marathon after mm. marathon, and and you just become kind of one paced, right? Yeah, and so, you burn
3: out a little bit too. And I feel like often you see people kind of like regressing.
2: Mm, yeah, so it's 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 just a. I like I like chatting to to him and other sort of high level coaches because you get those nuggets that as a rec runner you don't always <laughs> kind of get. Um, yeah. Hey, switching lanes a little bit, you are, you know, you're running a ridiculous volume, you, you're racing so much, you've got, you know, Riley, your partner and a business and all this sort of stuff. What do you do? And, and so all this is running. What do you do to escape running?
3: Not much. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, I am very fortunate because my whole life has kind of um, been like shaped around running. And I think I heard Annie Buchanan say this too. For a long time, I, I kind of like tried for that not to be the case. Like I was, I'm an academic, I was doing a PhD in psychology and, you know, I had friends outside running and I wanted to keep, you know, keep these other sides of myself uh, almost forcing them, Mm -hmm. um, because I wasn't just the runner. So if, you know, running didn't go well, you know, I wasn't completely, um, you know, unsure of who I was or, you know, completely um, putting my self-worth just based on my results and as a runner. But I've kind of let go of that and I feel like that's what Andy said too. It's like I am Izzy the runner and I'm okay with being Izzy the runner and I'm Izzy the runner, I'm Izzy the coach, you know, but I'm down at Karakalinga now. Um, We've got, I don't know, eight friends who have just arrived today and yesterday and more coming tomorrow and uh, Sophie Lapala, Zoe Tolan, they're, they're all people that all listen to this podcast. They're all runners. Like they've all become friends through running through runners one, actually. And um, I'm okay with that. Like my best yeah. friends, uh, my running community. Um, and I've lost touch a lot with my kind of school friends from 10 years ago. And, you know, both my parents uh, run and yeah, I don't know. I guess I've kind of like just leaned into it and being like, that's fine. Um, that's who I am. That's what I, what I love. Um, and, you know, I, I do try and carve out other things, Um, I'm trying to read some fiction now at night to try and like switch off from, from running and work and other stuff. But to be, to be honest, like I've been down here at the beach, um, which is lovely, but I'm still on my laptop writing programs and, um, doing all that stuff. And I'll probably be doing that on New Year's Eve too, which is absolutely fine because, you know, I work for myself. I I have flexibility. Um, I would much prefer this kind of like all the time, um, Mm. lifestyle than like just doing something I didn't love nine to five. So yeah, it's it's a good question. I think that I do believe in balance, but <laughs> I think that there are times in your life where it's it's okay to kind of be a little bit one sided. And and right now my life is is pretty one sided with running and, and that's all right. But it's mixed. It's not all focused on me. Coaching kind of yeah, gives, yeah, gives yeah. me that opportunity to focus on the people.
2: I love <laughs> that though. It's a it's a good answer and it's refreshing yeah. to hear like shit go all in, right? I love that. Mm. Um Also, shout out to Sophie, a friend of the show. Good. Good for her to get a mention. Yeah. Okay, I just want to I want to I want to go a little bit deeper on the uh, away from running stuff. Right. Like Mm -hmm. if I can just just transport me into your lounge room for a moment. Scary Mm -hmm. thought. But you and Riley sitting down, you've had dinner. You're watching TV. What are we watching? Is there some trash? Is it-, <laughs> yeah. is it There's um... actually one,
3: one show he always turns on, which is The Good Doctor. Okay. From on Netflix. And it's like just so- It's just so like different from anything else that it's refreshing. Um, But yeah, if that's him turning on the TV. But it's not for long. It's like half an hour while we eat dinner and it's like, all right, I've got to do some work.
2: <laughs> wow. You guys yeah. are savages.
3: We are. Yeah. It's the- uh, I guess it's the um, double-edged sword of living with your partner and, and yeah. Your boss or your work colleague? <laughs> yeah, who's the who's so, the boss there? He's definitely the boss. Yeah, uh, he he does most of the work. He's he's in charge.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Izzy, Thanks so much for your time today. As I say, it's been. I feel like you're you're an athlete that, you know, everyone in the running community is always like. And maybe because you're racing so much overseas, like you're <laughs> someone that we're always talking about or like, oh, did you see Izzy's doing this race or Izzy ran this or Izzy's running 200Ks a week. Um, so because we're discussing you so much, I feel like I'm chatting to you a lot, mm. but I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm not. So uh, it's really nice to catch up and sort of get your perspective on 2023 and also great to hear that you're going to be switching back a little bit of track focus in 2024, yeah. especially for that home nationals.
3: Yeah, no, thank you. No, I appreciate it. I feel like, yeah, 2023, um, every year my mum makes us sit down and write like our goals at um, on New Year's Eve. And which we- she puts a piece of paper away and then we like the next year we get them out and read them and then write our next goals. And it will be interesting to see what I wrote down yeah. and then to like write for next year. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, yeah, like it's funny because I feel like it's been almost an underrated year for me. And I'm not sure if if that's um, what other people think, but I feel like I've kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Like I mm-hmm. haven't had any until Valencia. I've had I haven't had really any groundbreaking performances. Just kind of been there, but it's been good. Yeah, it's been good, and I'm excited for next year too. Yeah,
2: it's it's been great, and 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 I think like an incredible volume of work from you this year. You've started to see some some of the fruits of that with Valencia, but mm-hmm. you know I'll be really interested to see like. Does that incredible volume of work, does that start to pay off more in 2024? Mm. So, I guess we'll find out.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I know we will. And, like, I've got, like, a lot more aspirations in the marathon and, um, yeah, a lot of goals. So, I'm excited to chase them down this year ahead.
2: Amazing. Thanks so much Thanks, for Thanks, Good luck for the 2024 track season and we'll speak to you soon.
3: I appreciate it.
0: All right. We are back and we have things we've seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Tim Vincent. Oh, Why do I say it? I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Let's do it again. And let's not cut it. Things we've seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Tim Vincent. That was more natural. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I was, as I said, I lost my groove. Yeah. First one back. Um, <laughs> do you know what's going to be really weird? Doing that segment next week after the interview. What do you mean? Doing this, what we just said then after the interview. Can you not think why? You'll remember it. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. For the listeners, it's because, next week, it's because next
0: week's interview is with the man himself. Yeah. Tim Vincent. All right, what's yours?
1: Um, so mine is from a race I think happened on New Year's Day, and as an athlete who he ran thirteen ten, um, on the road for a five K. And heaven. they've got the it's a European record, got the banner up for him, and he's there's a little gap between the fence and and the person, one of the people holding the banner and he's just gone straight through that. (laughs) Hasn't broken the tape. He's (laughs) run around them um, and then he's just done this... Little dance. So obviously, he's way too focused on the dance and that he's pretty not- ruined, like ruined the photos. Races hate when you do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, who, what races hate when you do that.
0: Who the fuck's ever done
1: that? No, but races hate when you like ruin the photo or something like that. Well, like if
0: you, if you, um, because like, it's fucked because they've got all their sponsors on the banners yep.
1: and, yeah, and, and, um, it's disrespectful. If, if you sure. like, um, stop your watch, yeah, because it covers your bib, which has sponsors on it as well. Cool. And so they like, Racists say they they won't invite you back again if yeah. you do that. So so they should. The race um, are the ones putting on the money. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Just it's just so funny. Like, how can you not see the banner that you're supposed to run through?
0: Yeah, but you can yeah.
1: still do your dance.
0: Yeah, do, yeah, exactly. I I wouldn't be surprised. I almost it, two things. One, there's a reason for it. That he's like, you know, he's either it's like fuck you. I'm going to do this for mm. a reason or two when you're cooked and you're so like you're so used to in a race going through like you know if there was a fence line and stuff you follow that you follow that and if you're just cooked at coming into a finish line you look up and there's like people holding this tape and you see a gap you might think I'm going to run through the gap
1: yeah but also
0: like He's. If you're running 13.10, you would have run through a few tapes before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah,
1: you want to follow the fence, but also you want to f- get through the tape as quick as possible. Yeah. A, yeah. Exactly,
0: that's true. That's true. Uh, what's yours? Um, mine was sent to us by a listener. Um, I was, again, I feel like I was laughing at this for so long. I, I was trying to work out what sport, like it must be running, um, but it's a group of blokes. <laughs> it's one of those ones that's going to be hard to describe. Think like a ski pole, right? Yeah. Sorry, ski. Are they could ski poles. No, ski a poles. Ski. What? You, it's just a ski. <laughs> exactly. It's just called a ski. I was like, I was about well, to
1: think say. Well, think of a ski pole, and then and the then thing the, that the people, those people, wear that hold the ski pole. <laughs> it's a
2: ski.
0: Oh, it's so stupid. Um, it's like a wooden ski, and think like six blokes, lined like lined up behind each other, all. With their feet tied to a rigid wooden ski pole. And then they're doing like a stride. So their like leg has to like go all up together with the ski pole. And then the right leg goes so up. So everyone's then, gone left. Yeah, it's like left, right, left, right. Yeah. Left, right. And they do, it's like, it must be some sort of coordination, strength thing. It's an absolute piss at a watch. So we'll make sure. It just looks funny. Here's we'll make sure thing. we post that yeah. in the story. But yeah. Anyway, that's a wrap on episode 80, and it's glad to be back. We're glad to be back on the airwaves for 2024. It's going to be a big year, um, and just again a reminder. You know, we're doing this big partnership with Sydney Marathon. Um, it's yeah, super exciting. We love working working with uh, Sydney. We did it with them last year. Um, you know, I don't think people quite realise the scale of of uh, the situation that we're in. You know, but the first the first uh, mm. first parts ticked off. Yeah. You're just to do it all again if we do it all again. Get over the line. We have a world major in Australia, yeah. And we should,
1: like, yeah, when you think of other world majors and people traveling overseas to do world majors, it's just like if we're going to have one of them yeah. in, the, in our backyard and then people coming to Australia to do it 100%, it just, it's, it's it'd be ridiculous.
0: It's huge. So, you know, and people think. Um, you know it's like oh it's September it's so far away it's like well you know if you're serious about your running you really should start thinking about plans right now um, of you know the entire year you can't you know you don't want to get like 12 weeks out from Sydney and then go oh yeah I'll enter it right? and that's why we're, we're
1: partnering early as well yeah. so like we can't everyone can plan for this like we, exactly yeah, the idea isn't to sign up a month before it's like exactly. let's plan out your year now
0: yeah sort of treat, treat your running like you know if you're a professional athlete you know Brett, I was going to say Brett and I, I've got no idea what I'm doing this year, but (laughs) Brett, you know, you've got your plan. You know what races you're doing. Um, So that's what we want, you know, the listeners to do. And we want you guys to, you know, all have City Marathon there because, you know, FTK will have a big presence on the day and it's going to be amazing. Awesome, guys. We'll see you next week. See you guys.